0: Welcome to the Auto Body Source Podcast, your direct link to products, skills, and training for a rewarding career in automotive collision repair. Today, we are very, very excited uh, to speak with a gentleman who um, is a very, very close partnership uh, with us here at the Auto Body Source uh, through Norton St. Gobain Corporation. Um, We want to chat with Mr. DJ White. He is uh, the uh, regional sales manager in the automotive aftermarket for Norton St. Gobain, And DJ, um, we are really, uh, first of all, want to welcome you here. i um, glad to catch up with you again. Uh, we, I heard indirectly through one of my colleagues here recently that you have a very, very um, inspiring story uh, within the automotive space. I would love to, uh, if you could tell us a little bit about it.
1: Certainly, knowing, uh First, Thank you for having me. Um, it's it's an honor to be here and share my story. When I heard of the opportunity and the, the purpose behind this content, you know, it, it's near and dear to me given uh, my trajectory through this industry as we know it as Collision. Um, so, you know, just to, to start, I'd, I'd like to say that um, in the position I'm in now, uh, you know, I get questioned, how did you do it? How did you get there? How long did it take you? Um, and you know the the biggest thing that I like to lead with in that discussion is that it you know it didn't happen overnight. It took me all of twenty plus years to reach this position in the automotive aftermarket division and and it started um, with a entry level position as a technician, um, roughly, you know, 22 years ago now, I got my first job as a prepper. And, uh, you know, anyone from the industry knows, and even the, the CTE students understand that that's that. those are the basics. Those are the, the foundation uh, roles and tasks of the collision center. Um, and in my time as a prepper, I was able to learn the industry from the ground up. And I, I was you know, I like to think I'm different. I was very driven and I wanted to learn every facet of the process, not just becoming a prepper. I learned how to mix paint. I learned how to cut in parts, I learned how to detail and do minor dents and dings. And I just had a knack for taking on more than my responsibility. Um, the amazing part about that is in any facet of life or any industry is if you're doing more than you're asked, uh, The opportunities, when they come, you're ready, you're prepared for it. Um, And, um, you know, long story longer, uh, the painter at the time, he was let go of, and they saw what I had been doing in the shop and how I, you know, was training myself essentially, and they gave me an opportunity. And luckily, I was ready from, you know, taking on added responsibility, but that got me in the spray booth, and I I ended up becoming a full time painter there. And I went quickly from making fifty thousand a year as a prepper to uh, I want to say eighty something thousand dollars, uh, you know, in in my time as a painter um, early on in my career. And I was only at that time, I'd say about twenty-three years old. Um, by the time I made the promotion to to painter, um, so you know, and I'm going to talk money here because I know when I was. 16 through 25. That was my driving force. Um, it was all about, you know, financial growth and being able to support myself and help my family. So I think it's important for the students, the, the young technicians, to understand the opportunity. Um, you know, I'm talking. I was making eighty thousand. This was 15, 16 years ago. Um, you know, now the way the industry is set up, there's, there's even more opportunity to make as a painter. And there's some painters I've met over the years making well over $120,000 a year in some of the higher production shops. Um, but my story doesn't stop there. It actually just starts there. As a technician, uh, that's the entry. That's not, you know, hypothetically where you need to retire. If you want to be hands-on for your life, there's opportunity to to grow within the shop. But for me, you know, I met a gentleman um, from Exalta at the time. He was, that was the, 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 the company that I was spraying um, their products, and we were spraying their waterborne products. And he told me something I'll never forget. He told me that if I was interested in you know making the move from technician to a manufacturer, that I was going to need to go to distribution first. And um, I didn't, you know, fully understand, but he, he took me under his wing. He, he mentored me briefly in the time that I was a the painter there and he was my paint rep. He would come in and, and, you know, tell me what I needed to do. And I had tons of questions and I was like a sponge at the time. Um, so I did exactly what he asked. And three months later from that role, I was with a distributor um, full time as a tech representative, and account manager. Um, and um, the, the, the advice he gave me was, I can't hire you right now. You're not ready. You you can't make the jump from technician to manufacturer. Um, so he said, go to the distribution level and um, sharpen your craft, and I'll come find you. Um, so I did that. And I, I worked for a distributor for seven years as a technical representative and account manager, and I got to learn the business side. And at the time, I didn't understand why he was trying to walk me through these steps, but it was very key for me in understanding the, the business, understanding how the manufacturers partner through distribution to then get product and services to the technicians who are using uh, everything every day. Um, so I spent about seven years in distribution. And I did run into him later. And, uh, you know, for what it's worth, I, I had an attempt to get that job and I didn't earn it, but I didn't stop there. Um, I applied then for a different paint manufacturer and I, I landed that position. Um, and I spent a short time there before St. uh also known as Norton Abrasives, found me um and they courted me and, and asked me to come on board and i did i took a role on here almost four years ago as a uh account i'm sorry a sales supervisor um and in that time i was fortunate enough to also go around still and speak to the philadelphia cte schools and begin to tell my story begin to share with them my path and in career development um and, and that, that time, you know, was like I said earlier, was near and dear to me because if it wasn't for that gentleman that walked into my shop and, and you know, me seeing him live in the flesh, being a young African American male in this industry, I don't know if I would have sought the path. Um, I think sometimes it takes us to see ourselves and someone else. Um, to then see that path and that opportunity. And I was fortunate enough that he mentored me briefly and un- helped me understand, you know, the layers and the tiers of, of learning and developing myself as a professional. Um, so, you know, fast forward a little bit, um, my time here at St. Cobain, I was a uh, sales supervisor responsible for the state of Pennsylvania. And uh, one thing I brought with me in every company is, again, I give me more responsibility. I don't want to dime for it because I'm learning. Um, and that, again, it works for me here. I, you know, in a brief amount of time, a year and a half as an outside salesperson for this large global manufacturing company, I was recognized um, by them. And I was given an opportunity to apply for um, this regional sales manager position. Um, and I earned that. And You know, here I am now going on three years in this role, and I have the opportunity now to uh, lead and manage a team of 12 direct reports as well as two rep agencies. Um, I'm also responsible for roughly a third of the US. And, you know, I take great honor and pride in that. I get to go around and help uh, distributors grow their business. In turn helps us grow our business here at Cobain with the quality products and services we offer. Um, so again, I just summarized my career path in you know maybe ten minutes or so, but it was 20 years of of you know being a, becoming a master at every task I was given incrementally, and that long term comp- compounds into success, I feel. Um, So, you know, for any young technicians listening, um, I hope that they understand that, you know, becoming a technician is just the beginning. Um, It can be the end in retirement for you, but there's also so many different layers of opportunity, um, financial gain, um, and, you know, stability in your career. And you can do all that without inheriting, or, or I should say, taking on the college debt that, you know, a lot of my peers did to get to the same place in a longer amount of time or sometimes shorter. But either way, um, I I think that's a key part here is you can be independent and and an adult and make earn earn a living for yourself and your family uh, at a a young starting age.
0: That's interesting that you pointed out that you did this on more of a vocational trajectory than through college, um, that that is something that um, I think is is uh, really advocated for even more uh, in light of the technician shortage now. Yeah. Um, so it's really it's really encouraging to hear you say that. You also mentioned a gentleman that mentored you. Uh, do you feel like there was something in you that he saw um, that he tapped into and helped you to tap into?
1: You know. Nolan, I like to think so. Um, I remember at the time I always prided myself on being very uh, product and technically savvy um, and articulate. um, And he had those same qualities. Um, So I think we hit it off very well. And um, I asked all the right questions to let him know that I was hungry and looking for those opportunities. And, you know, thankfully, um, he took me under his wing and um, showed me what I needed to do. And I was on my way from there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Are there any ways that uh, any students or aspiring technicians can, are there steps that they could take to get connected with a company like yours or at your company now?
1: Yeah. So uh, currently, you know, I'm a huge um, promoter of everyone who reports to me and and, and everyone on our sales staff of joining the advisory committees, visiting the CTE schools, and and being you know uh, a, heavy, a heavily heavily influenced uh, manufacturing personality in those those environments. Um, so there's opportunities uh, if you're in a CTE program to talk to your local manufacturing rep who visits and or or your distri- distributor sales rep. Um, ask for their business card, send them an email and ask for guidance and, and, and mentorship. Um, you know, we at Norton St. Cobain, it's, a, you know, it's a strong, uh, focus for us. Um, you know, we pride ourselves on being a little bit more blue collar than some manufacturers. And, you know, we want to build fr- from the grassroots up, um, you know, the next
0: generation of our industry. Awesome, man really really um this was exciting i having known you for the past uh couple of years i did i yeah. i did not know that uh, you you had a uh, such a deeply rooted technical uh technical side of your career path this this is um uh, i was excited to hear that
1: good i'm i'm glad to share you know i i saw a quote i'm going to get cheesy really quick um it was by steve harvey and he said in life there's no elevator. You have to take the stairs, and that stuck with me because I look at every job I've gotten and how it was just a, a, a next step to the next role of my career. And I, I wanted to share that message because you know the next generation of our industry they might look at taking a job as a detailer as or as a prepper or an RNI person as you know. Not the most appealing job in comparison to going to college or you know jumping right into corporate America, but it's just a step it's a small step and If you get in there and you master the trade um you know companies like Saint Cobain and other manufacturers, we are dying for young, strong, hungry, driven talent so um take the stairs. <laughs>
0: That's great advice. Great, great advice, uh, DJ. We really appreciate uh, connecting with you today, and you connecting with our audience. Um, you're you're really a great example of uh, what it looks like to advocate for the future of this industry. We uh, we are going to thank continue you. to lean on your expertise and uh, and and your mentorship too. So uh, we thank you once again for taking the time to chat with us.
1: Thank you, Nolan, and thank you, Auto Body Source. I'm grateful and honored to be a guest here.
0: The Auto Body Source podcast is a production of The Auto Body Source, published by International Auto Body Marketing Group. For three decades, The Auto Body Source has connected repair solutions to collision shops across North America. In continuous publication since 1992, we differentiate ourselves with a publication that's a direct resource for Auto Body products and brands to the warehouse, the jobber, and body shop technicians servicing over 17,000 Jobber customers each year in the U.S. and Canada, as well as Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Bahamas, and the Caribbean. For more information, visit www.autobodiesource.com.